This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is your Arrow video assortment series of reviews. This is episode number two and on this episode we're going to be looking at Time Bandits. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Yeah that's right, the second instalment of the Arrow video assortment coming to you every three weeks. So one week out of three on a Sunday. Try to do the math there. Turns out it's not easy when you're recording actually on a Sunday. There you go. Note to oneself. Don't try and do even simple mathematics on a Sunday morning. It will never end well and you will sound like an ass clown on a recording. So yeah, welcome to the show anyway. This is the final episode of the week and what a week it has been. We have been storming this week like um, something that storms, I don't know, like a stormtrooper. <laughs> what is happening with my brain this morning? I do not know, I do not know. But yeah, we've had a thunderous week. We kicked off the week back on Monday with our 1993 episode as part of the Summer Teapots Top 10 series looking at the 90s. Almost at that halfway mark, which will be coming tomorrow, oh yes, and controversy follows in hot pursuit. But we also dropped a little bonus episode on Thursday, which was some mixtape action. Um, yesterday you got that tone deaf review that I promised you, didn't I promise you that it was coming and it arrived and then yeah, closing out this week with this review. Looking forward to next week, we have tons of content coming your way once again. We have like, as if I need to kind of sell this anymore, 1994, the halfway mark of the Summer Teapot's Top 10 series that drops at tomorrow and then on Thursday you get another bonus review, you're going to get a bonus review of a brand new released horror movie in the UK, it's The Intruder, that's right, we're going to be reviewing The Intruder, starring Dennis Quaid of all people, can you imagine him as a creepy guy, no, not, not our Dennis Quaid, he's not creepy at all, he doesn't have a devilish smile, or does he? So that's coming on Thursday and then on Sunday you will get a return, a return ladies and gents, back to the Italian Collection series with a little bit of Watch Me When I Kill, which I'm very much looking forward to doing, just watched that Blu-ray last week, and by God, is that movie, oh, shades of fucking awesome, really, really, really enjoy that movie, and clearly spoiling my grade, but it's going to be a high one, so there we go, 88 thumbs, knocking it out the fucking park. I also want to take a bit of time to thank everyone that's joined us over on the Flick Chat app. We were an early adopter to it, um, and truth be told, um, I'm doing a little bit of consult work for them at the moment, which I'm thoroughly enjoying, feeding back to them on the, the integration, and just generally welcoming chaps to the to the app. Uh, but yeah, if you're not across here yet, come across it's social media directly for podcasters and listeners. It's done in a message board style, which means you can just simply interact with us by jumping on any message that you want on the message boards without having to get notifications on everything else you don't want to see. You can just switch them off. If only Facebook 
was so easy. It's not. It's not at all. But yeah, thanks for joining. If you've not done it yet, you can get it on iOS or Android. You download Flick Chat, um, create a little profile for yourself, hit that add button, join by code, and it's the podcast under the stairs, all lowercase, one word, and come across. We are well over 60 now, so we are slowly creeping up them numbers and making me very fucking happy while we're doing it. So yeah, there we go. Now that I've done that nice little plug right at the start, it's time to get into shit. Are you ready, ladies and gents? Hopefully you are. Hopefully you are, because I'm about to bring you the thunder. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear the trailer for Time Bandits. It's the second choice randomly selected for the Arrow Video Assortment. That review coming right up right after this. Hey, feeling down? Feeling low? Not enough podcasts about movies in your life? Why not try? They must be destroyed on sight! The new Podcast Cure-All, sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living. We have exploitation, we have Italian horror, we have zombies, we have slashers, we have crime films, we have spaghetti westerns, we even have sci-fi and sex comedies. So take a dose of... They must be destroyed on sight! As needed, and let the hosts, Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host, Cure What Ails Ya. Warning, may cause atrophy. African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin puff, colic, cramp colic, dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening. Remember my voice? I do trailers. All kinds of trailers. 23, take two. One day they'll put me in a film, a proper full-length job. Until then, I'm just stuck with this sort of stuff. Go and see this. Don't miss that. The most terrifying thing you ever saw is coming to babysit for you tonight. All right, cut it down. Look, just read what's on the script, will you? What? The script. Other way up. Ah. Ready? Yes, yes. You flock to see brief encounters for the special... Close! Close encounters. Close encounters. The film. Oh, I never saw it. Forget that film. We're on about our film. Time Bandits. The word? Time Bandits. The one you are supposed to be promoting. Remember? (laughs) You flock to see close encounters for the special effects. You went to Superman to see a man fly. You went to Star Wars for the droids. You were... Now what? What's page two, man? It's under page one. See? Oh, man. You went to Star Wars for the droids. Time bandits can offer you much, much more. It's not the special effects or flying men or droids which makes time bandits a unique cinematic... Cinematic! You know, pertaining to the cinema. Cinematic experience, it's the makeup. Yes, folks, you've never seen anything like it. Men made up to look like monsters. Monsters made up to look like men. Look alike men made up to look different. Different men made up to look alike. No expense has been paired, spared on the pan stick. The pan stick. No expense has been spared flying in the world's greatest makeup man. Just a minute, just a minute. What about the plot? The what? The plot. What the film is about. Well, I haven't seen it, have I? Haven't seen it? 
You're sitting there telling millions of people to go and see a film you haven't even seen? Well, I can't see every film I do now, can I? Oh, wonderful. Terrific. Look, give me that. What are you doing? Taking over. You're out. O-U-T. Finished. Kaput. Finito. What about the trailer? I'll do it. Time Bandits is an awfully good film. We have worked ever so hard on it. It's a tremendous adventure story. We like it, and we're pretty sure you will. <laughs> What's wrong with it? It's direct, punchy, honest. Honest? <laughs> honest? Honest. What's that got to do with it? <laughs> And welcome back. So you've just heard the trailer for Time Bandits. This is number two, movie number two of the Arrow video assortment that we're doing, looking through my collection, randomly selecting movies and doing a little review on them. So we're going to jump to the Arrow video website right now and uh, read off some of the blurb that is on here. So um, the biog, the blurb, the details on the disc um, is they didn't make history, they stole it. The film that established Terry Gilliam was more than just Monty Python's resident animator. This delightfully inventive child fantasy about a young Kevin played by Craig Warnock who finds himself travelling through holes in the space-time continuum in the company of half a dozen fractious dwarfs. Along the way, he counters Agamemnon, played by Sean Connery, Robin Hood, played by John Cleese, Napoleon, played by Ian Holm, and winds up a passenger on the Titanic. Although not necessarily in that order. But is this just random entertainment laid on for history fan Kevin's benefit or part of a wider struggle between the forces of good, played by Ralph Richardson, and evil, played by, of course, David Warner? At the time, this was a rare example of a small-budget British film successfully taking on American blockbusters. Now, it is a much-loved fantasy classic bursting with inspired images and ideas. Killing and co-writer Michael Palin, who also appears, are clearly enjoying themselves as much as the audience. And the cast listing is kind of amazing. Um, so yeah, director Terry, Terry Gillingham, uh, co-writer... Uh, with Terry Gillingham was Michael Palin and the cast is like Sean Connery, Shelley Duvall, John Cleese, Ian Holm, uh, David Rappaport, Ralph Richardson, Kenny Baker and uh, David Warner. So yeah, wall to wall fucking awesome um, in kind of an incredible way. Now I'll be honest, Time Bandits is legitimately one of my favourite childhood movies. I grew up watching this, it would be on the TV almost every Christmas and I would watch it almost every Christmas and it was like one of the very first Arrow purchases I made way, way, way back in the day. Uh, the disc has got tons of stuff on here. So there's a brand new 2K resolution restoration of the film from the original camera negative provided and approved by co-director Terry Gillingham. Uh, it features original stereo 2.0 and 5.1 Dolby surround options. It's got optional English SDH subtitles for hearing and uh, well, hard of hearing or the deaf. Uh, Chasing the Time Bandits, a new interview with Terry Gillingham. Writing the film that dares not speak its name, which is a new interview in which Michael Palin discusses co-writing and acting in Time Bandits. The effects of Time Bandits, an interview with Kent Houston, founder of Peerless Camera Company, discusses Time Bandits' optical effects. Playing Evil, a new featurette in which actor David Warner remembers 
producer George Harrison and playing evil in Time Bandits. The costumes of the Time Bandits, it's a new interview with costume designer James Aitchison. Uh, the look of the Time Bandits, a new interview with production designer Millie Burns. From scre- uh, script to screen, so it's packed with features here. A new animated feature in which Millie Burns takes us through her production notebooks, location photographs and storyboards, revealing how 20th 20th century Morocco was transformed into ancient Greece. The original trailer and a restoration demonstration. So it is absolutely packed to the fucking gills with special features. And like I say, this one holds a fond kind of place in my heart. So much so that I will openly say there is a very, very, very good chance that this review will be heavily, heavily biased because... I don't think Time Bandits is a perfect movie. I mean, its budgetary constraints kind of hold it back in some of its grandeur, but what that does is it affords the opportunity for Terry Gillingham to do what he does, and that is work with shoestring budgets and create worlds which are lavish and full and huge. It has this kind of grimy cinematography which you would associate with uh, the work done on uh, Monty Python and the Flying Circus, and... You know, that kind of rolls right through it. There are no huge amounts of artistic flair here. We're not going to be talking about the daring use of camera angles in the in the top left-hand corner of the screen. It's not like that. What you really have here is an odyssey of a story, an odyssey of fantasy and, and kind of whimsy, which at times is grounded in surrealism, nihilism for sure, and also wonder, I mean, watching this movie as an adult is a completely different experience as it was watching it as a kid. As a kid, I just thought that everything that we were doing in this movie was just the greatest thing that had ever happened. Uh, Kevin was the character that I wanted to be. I was very interested in history as a child. I wanted to be Indiana Jones when I was a kid, for Christ's sake. Um, and... All these opportunities to visit ancient Greece and Napoleon and then even go to, you know, the the, the kind of fantasy land out with time were all things I was really excited for. Looking at it as an adult, the movie is completely fucking different. This movie would never be made now. You could never get a movie like this off the ground. And to be honest, it is hugely ahead of its time. Not only is it playing with time travel and its effects ahead of movies like... um, Back to the Future, or even to an extent looking at something like uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which in a lot of respects, you know, there should have been a check heading Terry Gilliam's way for this one, for sure. That movie all but lifts things directly out of it. But what you have here is like a clear example of a, a kind of young kid who is disillusioned with his life, his parents are sucked into the very bosom of what we would now look back at as a kind of vacuous period of the 80s, which is rampant consumerism, um, slaves to the television and the objects that they own. And this kid just being really interested by history and being sucked into following these, let's be honest here, reprehensible main characters. Um, the, the kind of dwarfs in this movie are, for all intents and purposes, thieves. They're going through history. They've stolen a map, um, God's map, uh, the, the Supreme Being's map. They never really mentioned him as God, so to speak. But they, they've stolen his map. Um, which links up all the time and are travelling from time to time, stealing fortunes from people before they are born, you know, taking them back to a time period out with time. And 
so these are kind of villainous characters, but we get caught up in their the, the journey. We want to see them do well. And then you have, like, absolutely amazing cast choices here. Ian Holm as Napoleon is fucking incredible. Really playing into that kind of... The, the stereotype that he now has of being uh, heightist and very much the angry small man. Uh, John Cleese is Robin Hood, who is basically playing a member of the royal family. Oh, what do you do? Oh, ha, ha, ha. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, I bet you are. Yes, 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 you, yes, Which is just brilliant against his backdrop of his thieves who are played really kind of cruelly. Um, you will always get a laugh and a smile at me as people are receiving their stolen good and getting punched in the face. Even the old woman that gets punched does make me smile quite a bit. Uh, Agamemnon, played by Sean Connery, who's brilliant in this one. That's the bit that always kind of got me. Um, the part of the movie that always kind of really made me feel sad is the fact that Kevin finally finds his hero, because he's studying Agamemnon, um, he finds his hero who takes him in and adopts him as his son, and is going to give him the world, and he's stolen away by the, the, the dwarfs who want to take him on this continued journey. Um, David Warner's probably the best stroke of genius here. He plays evil in a way which makes me so fucking happy in the absurdity, kind of pre-Brazil, because Brazil comes, what, four years after uh, Time Bandits? You can already see that Gillingham is starting to flex his muscles quite a bit here and the kind of nihilistic surrealism that he's going to bring to the cinema um, just a couple of years later and then pretty much forthwith and then thereon. Uh, he He's really always had an eye for that uh, and you can see a lot of kind of proto-Brazil being exercised um, in a timely fashion in Time Bandit. So I think that works very well in its favour as well. As a phenomenal score, as one of my favourite kind of ending credit scores ever uh, by uh, the late great George Harrison, um, who uses a song Only a Dream Away, which is the closing credits for this one. And it's this really happy, cheery song, which belies the, the, the kind of... Nihilistic ending. I know I'm using nihilism quite a bit, but the end of this movie, any way, shape, or form you cut it, is a fucking pretty traumatic ending, even if you're an adult. But it's this absurdist comedy, comedy that you know the 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 Monty Python troupe were known for, and I love the fact that he went to bat for this ending in a way where, you know, he stuck to his guns, he didn't want to change the ending, um, American distributors desperately wanted them to change the ending, he didn't change it, and then the movie went to kind of top the, the you know, the, the top ten movies that year, it was, um, it was a, you know, a, it was a number one movie in the States, it did actually surprisingly better in the States than it did in the UK, which speaks volumes for how weird the world is. Um, but yeah, sticking to your convictions at times and thinking that you can challenge an audience to accept your version of what an ending should be without pandering wholesale to um, what they do now. And what they do now is pretty much can't offend anyone, can't upset anyone, everyone must be happy at the end and you undo all the bad things that happen because that's what kids want to see. Um, this one deals with some dark subject matters. If you've never seen Time Bandits before, you have been warned in advance at the start when the intro kicked off. I do spoil these movies, and this movie is old now. It's almost 40 years old. Um, at the very end of this movie, Kevin is left an orphan by himself, 
and the camera starts to pan out from the planet Earth um, and out past the galaxy and back to the original kind of Time Bandits map and the, the Grand Creator rolls up the map and then moves it off as if once again reaffirming this idea that everyone is pawns in a greater scheme. It's very much the same way when we find out that the dwarves have been doing like all this mayhem and anarchy and bringing the the, the map to evil is all part of the supreme being's plan anyway as a way to eradicate evil which he is unsuccessful in doing lazy lazy guy and of course that evil making its way into modern time I think is kind of interesting anyway also the fact that his parents just don't listen to their kid all the way through this fucking movie is kind of is nailed down nice and tight at the very end when you see them kind of explode but it's a very nihilistic ending that really you are a uh, well, maybe not even nihilistic, but very sober and that you are a speck in the, the concept and constructs of time. And as a result, the trauma that happens to you is merely something that can be turned a page on in future. Um, is, is something that we all have to kind of live with. And I think it's ballsy as fuck and I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. Um, the casting, I mean, across the board is great. I would say maybe my only gripe, and I, I find that the older I get, is Craig Warnock isn't exactly the most likeable kid. Um, and he is kind of overshadowed by pretty much every other character in here but I also think part of that is deliberate he's supposed to be just this ordinary kid he's not supposed to be brainy or charismatic or whatnot that's for all the other historical figures he meets and there is something to this movie about having a very kind of plain Jane sort of character in there so I think from that point whilst I have gripes with that I think the casting is very clever on that one as well I remember a long, long time ago getting into a bit of a conflict with a guy that I'm a, a podcast with on the regular where he had kind of hit back on Time Bandits. It's just another one of those movies that Terry Gillingham exploits midgets, as he called them at the time, uh, which we know is not necessarily a PC term by any stretch of the imagination. Um and, you know, listed out some claims, and it's hard to dispute those claims, but I did my best by saying in a time period where uh, leading men and leading actors and a certain look is now rampant, show me one director who will go out their way to give roles and jobs without makeup on to people that we would tend to see in costumes like a Chucky doll this year, or a C-3PO, well not C-3PO, R2-D2, or stuff like that. Part of me is kind of happy that we we had that option in these. We had movies like Willow. We had movies like The Dark Crystal and stuff where we were using combinations of animatronics, but also uh, people with dwarfism. I think that is a good thing, and I think the fact that they are just as very much the main characters as Kevin is in this movie speaks volumes into the credit of someone like Terry Gillingham. So... Um, never had that conversation again with that guy but uh, deeply love him you know who you are because you're listening to the episode um, yeah absolutely love it the The last thing I want to talk about before I give it a grade is like thoughts on the actual movie itself because there is no coincidence here that everything on Kevin's wall and the conversations he's having about these historical figures are characters we then meet in the movie and there's part of me that wants to say, well, this is part of the Supreme Being's design, uh, that he's he's caused this uh, to, to move forward. There's also part of me that thinks, well, that's why he's picked Kevin, isn't it? Because he knows all these people and they have to go through that journey. There's another part of me that's like, well, 
maybe it's just that a kid trying to escape a family who really don't have any interest in, in him at all. So these fantastical minds taking him forward. And then there's a darker part of me. The, the kind of really dark part of me that's like, well, there was a fire downstairs and smoke inhalation. Could this be, a, you know, a, a kind of almost Tibetan Book of the Dead kind of mind trip? Um, or, or on the on the threshold of death. And I love the fact that it's just never, it's never dealt with. Gillingham spoke about it. Um, interesting enough, his interview on the Arrow. By the way, the Arrow extras are fucking great on this one. The print is really good. They do mention that there are certain bits that they just can't clean up. Um, but Terry Gillingham himself had signed off on the print and I think, you know, that's the print looks gorgeous so I don't know why they're putting that in there obviously expecting Backlash which I don't think they ever got but I know that Gillingham has also done stuff for the Criterion release of this where he went into a bit more detail about his thoughts behind it and I don't think it's anything nearly as dark as I think it is but it's interesting that your brain starts to wander off in that I mean, he is basically rescued by Sean Connery Um who is his, you know, his saving grace, the guy that appears to show the most interest in caring for him as they pull him out. But the fact he wakes up in a smoky room, uh, you know, moments from death, I think, speaks volumes to the, the kind of trip they go on. Very dark subject matter for a kid's movie, isn't it? Um, so yeah, uh, that is all I have to say about this movie. Time Bandits is a movie I fucking love, and it's a five-star movie for me any day of the week. I have seen this movie maybe more times than any movie, and I will continue to watch it. My daughter is maybe about a year away from when I feel comfortable sitting her down to watch it. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to do it. I think this is going to be one that's a, a generational pass down, which will go down uh, another generation and hopefully more after that. I really, really genuinely love this movie. And uh, that is all I have to say about that. Five stars for Time Bandits. Arrow released it in 2013. Dear God almighty, that's six years ago. Um, but we are getting through the collection nonetheless. Right, I'm going to take my final break of this episode. When I come back, I'm closing out the show and I'm doing it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been our Arrow Video Assortment episode number two. We're looking at Time Bandits. Love that movie. I did do the random generator before we started this episode and by God did it land on a grim one. Uh, a more modern release. This came out in September of 2018. Released by them, but this is a movie from the 70s and one that we're going to get into. So yeah, on episode number three, we're going to be looking at the baby. That's right. Ugh. Did you just get that cold chill down your spine? Because I did. Um, right, so according to the Arrow Video website, it says, Still traumatised by the loss of her husband, well-meaning social worker Anne Gentra, played by Anne... Anne Anjanette Cormer, the loved one, dear God, throws herself into her latest assignment, the case of Baby, a 21-year-old man with the mindset of an infant who crawls, cries, and has yet to make it out of nappies. But Baby's family, the tyrannical Mama Wadsworth, played by Ruth Roman of Strangers on a Train, and her two demented daughters aren't the only ones with a warped conception of family relations, and the full horror only begins when Anne sets her sights on liberating the 
the drooling man-child, and in doing so unleashes the wrath of the Wadsworth women. 45 years after its original release, this film remains one of the most bizarre horror movies ever committed to celluloid, directed by Ted Post, who did Beneath the Planet of the Apes and Magnum Force, and co-starring Mariana Hill of Blood Beach and Messiah of Evil, the baby is a twisted, psychedelic nightmare of a suburban depravity. Uh, yeah, this movie, I have not seen it in years, and I remember it kind of creeping me out. Um, the, the details on this disc for all y'all out there, because I know you're interested. The special features are a 185.1 and 133.1 version of the featurette, high definition Blu-ray 1080p presentation, uncompressed PCM mono audio, optional English subtitles for deaf or hard of hearing, a brand new audio commentary by Travis Crawford, then will come baby a new retrospective with film professor Rebecca McHenry, Tales from the Crib, archival audio interview with director Ted Post, Baby Talk, an archival audio interview with star David Mooney, the theatrical trailer and reversible sleeves featuring newly commissioned artwork by Twins of Evil. Um, yeah, the first pressing of this one which I have has a collector's book featuring writings on it by Kat Ellinger. So yeah, oh, we're going to be doing the baby and uh, <laughs> three weeks time. Oh God, why am I doing this to myself? I don't know. I don't no. There's a multitude of ways to check out podcasts and stairs as always as you come across and check us out on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to the feed that we get the shows as and when they drop and also leave us a rating and a review, it's the best way to support us on that platform. You can also check us out at Stitcher Smart Radio, SoundCloud, Google Play, TuneIn and Spotify. Visit our website by going to tputzcast.com and you can buy merch from us, posters and pins from tputzcast.bigcartel.com. We're in two places in Facebook, the group page where all the listeners hang out, chill and chat is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash cast. but if you're only interested as and when the shows drop and occasionally checking out a live stream or a Thursday Thursday, you can do that by going across to facebook.com forward slash cast. You can interact with myself and the Baz on the twin prongs of social media sexiness, Instagram and Twitter, both can be followed at cast. and if you want to check us out on that flick chat app that I keep talking about, you can download it from iOS or Android it's flick chat and the join code for podcast under the stairs is the podcast under the stairs all lowercase all one word right the podcast under the stairs will return tomorrow for you ladies and gents when we drop our episode looking at 1994 it's part of the summer teapots top 10 series of reviews but until then wherever you are what the time zone is and what you're up to in this big bad world of ours please take care of yourselves out there this is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off
thousand centuries You don't know where you land It's so dark in mythology Treasures of history To be found In the legends of time All the handiworks remain Only the dream Ha ha ha!